This is Swiftlet, a Taylor Swift podcast with a literary twist. In honor of the new year, today's episode centers around the ideas of death and rebirth in Taylor's discography. As always, I am your host, Peyton Edwards. Given that Taylor's career has spanned 17 years so far and has seen her exploring various genres, the ideas of death and rebirth are present in her work with each reinvention of herself. Swift has explored these ideas through her lyrics, music videos, and statements. She tends to tie the two together and puts forth the notion of her being reborn after something tragic or impactful in her life. Death and Rebirth in Lyrics Swift often writes about a rebirth in terms of a relationship. On Electric Touch, she sings on the chorus, These lines see her hoping that this new relationship can help her heal from the pain of her last one. Similarly, on Begin Again, she muses, I've been spending the last eight months thinking all I've ever does is break and burn and end. But on Wednesday in a cafe, I watched it begin again. With relationships, she usually depicts the end of them being akin to a death and the start of a new one to a rebirth. In the 10-minute version of All Too Well, she sings, You never called it what it was Till we were dead and gone and buried Check the pulse and come back swearing it's the same After three months in the grave And then you wondered where it went to As I reached for you, but all I felt was shame depict her partner desperately trying to rekindle the relationship to what it once was and bring it back to life, but Swift is unable to return to that feeling and doesn't feel alive. Her rebirth from this relationship appears unclean. see her feeling new and free after that relationship made her feel like she experienced something akin to death. The song Call It What You Want depicts a rebirth in a different manner with the lyric All my flowers grew back as thorns. This line brings a sharpness and toughness to mind with the idea of soft petals coming back as prickers as a form of strength and protection. On the Evermore track Happiness, she sings And in the disbelief I can't face reinvention These lyrics portray her in the in-between stages of death and a rebirth, with her still healing and figuring out what her new self will look like. Swift addresses how death can occur in a relationship, singing on the Midnight's 3AM track High Infidelity. You know there's many different ways that you can kill the one you love. The slowest way is never loving them enough. 
was April 29th Do I really have to tell you how he brought me back to life? On You're Losing Me, Swift details the breakdown of a relationship through the lyrics and production. Part of the production is her heartbeat, which is the first sound heard on the track, and it fades in and out throughout. The song includes the lines I'm getting tired even for a phoenix Always rising from the ashes Mending all her gashes You might just have dealt the final blow These portray the constant cycles of rebirth as something exhausting to her and not something she does out of pleasure, but more out of necessity. The mention of a phoenix stresses how often she reinvents herself, as if it's an instinctual part of her. Given that, in mythology, phoenixes are immortal creatures that are reborn and arise from the ashes of their former selves. She also parallels the notion mentioned in High Infidelity on the song with the lyric How can you say that you love someone you can't tell is dying? On the bridge, she asks How long could we be a sad song till we were too far gone to bring back? These lines indicate that there were chances to revitalize and repair the relationship, but it no longer was an option at the end, similarly to the scene she depicts in the 10-minute version of All Too Well. Swift also tends to write about reinvention as a way to make herself stronger, and it isn't necessarily tied to a romantic relationship. On the lead single for Reputation, she sings on the pre-chorus. But I got smarter, I got harder in the nick of time. Honey, I rose up from the dead, I do it all the time. These lyrics see her taking on a more braggadocious tone when it comes to her ability to reinvent herself and change when a circumstance requires it. On the bridge, she delivers the iconic lines. I'm sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh. Because she's dead. While the song and this moment helped usher in her new sound and persona for the era, it also marks one of the clearest times Swift rebirthed herself both in terms of her music and personal attitudes. On the title track of her ninth album, Swift sings, And I was catching my breath Staring out an open window catching my death And I couldn't be sure I had a feeling so peculiar That this pain would be for on the chorus and and i was catching my breath floors of a cabin creaking under my step and i couldn't be sure i had a feeling so peculiar this pain wouldn't be for evermore on the final chorus the first chorus sees her fearing the worst and being unsure of anything besides pain in her life, and the final chorus sees her starting to heal and recover. On It's Time to Go, she sings, Now he sits on his throne in his palace of bones, praying to his greed. He's got my past frozen behind glass, but I've got me. These lyrics divulge into her parting from her former record label. These lines present him holding onto her past and associate it with death, and her moving forward with herself, and finding strength in that, though the separation between her and her former works causes her pain. In Dear Reader, she advises, Dear Reader, burn all the files, desert all your past lives, and if you don't, 
lyrics touch on the various transformations she has undertaken throughout her career and gives listeners insight onto how she does it. For Swift, these moments of death and rebirth present the opportunity for her to transform in some way and explore new facets of herself both musically and personally. Death and Rebirth in Visuals In the music video for Out of the Woods, which was released on New Year's Eve in 2015, Swift visually demonstrates the cycle of rebirth after a relationship. It opens with the phrase, she lost him, and a shot of Swift standing on a beach in a long blue dress with her back to the camera. It follows her navigating through the woods as she becomes trapped and eventually escapes various elements in weather, such as fire, rain, and snow. As she goes, her dress becomes tattered and she throws her necklace away at one point. At the end, Swift in a short, slip, blue dress emerges from the woods and reaches out to the first Swift the audience saw at the beginning. The video ends with the phrase, she lost him, reappearing, and followed by, but found herself and somehow that was everything. The decision to release the video on New Year's Eve highlights the idea of rebirth present in the video, since the day marks a period of transition and presents the idea of starting anew with the new year ahead. Given the phrase that appears at the end of the video, Swift seemingly stepped into that new year focused on herself and nurturing her relationship with herself. To usher in the following era, Swift wiped her social media feeds clean and posted three videos of a snake to introduce the world to her new sound, persona, and era. She adopted the reptile as a symbol after her comments had been flooded with the emoji following her response to the leaked phone call between her and Kanye West. The lead single for Reputation continued this idea with the music video opening with Swift as a zombified version of the Taylor in the Out of the Woods video, bursting forth from a grave with the headstone reading, Here Lies Taylor Swift's Reputation. She then buries a version of herself dressed in her look from the 2014 Met Gala. The video features old versions of herself and she also embodies characters based off of perceptions of her in the media. From the Taylor Mountain to the lineup of selves at the end of the video, Swift presents clear visuals of all the ways she had transformed over the years. The video for Ready For It continues on the idea of death and rebirth with the two cyborg Taylors eventually combining through the destruction of one to become a stronger version of her. Throughout the era, the snake was the primary symbol. It appeared on her merchandise, visuals on tour, her tour costumes, music videos, and of course, the iconic inflatable Karen that appeared during every performance of Look What You Made Me Do on tour. In her first video of the Lover era, Pastels took over the darker color scheme present during the Reputation era, and she also introduced a new symbol. The video for me opens with the pastel snake hissing and bursting into a cloud of butterflies. Both snakes and butterflies are transformative creatures, though they carry different connotations. Snakes tend to hold a more negative connotation to them than butterflies do, but Swift doesn't see them in a particularly negative light. In her 30 Things I Learned Before Turning 30 essay for Elle magazine in 2019, she wrote, quote, Grow a backbone, trust your gut, and know when to strike back. Be like a snake. Only bite if someone steps on you. End quote. For Swift, snakes appear to be a source of strength. Snakes frequently shed their skin between 4 and 12 times a year, depending on the species, so they are constantly experiencing a process of transformation. Butterflies tend to have a more positive connotation surrounding them. Butterflies start out as caterpillars and then enter into a period of transition, when it is full-grown turning into a pupa, or more commonly known as a chrysalis, where it grows into a butterfly. This stage is dependent on species and can take anywhere from a few weeks to two years. 
Swift links the two again in the music video for You Need to Calm Down, where she has a tattoo of a snake with butterflies emerging from it placed on her back. She has continued the association of the two with the crest that has appeared in her music videos for Lover and Antihero. Perhaps Swift views her rebirth in this particular phase in her life as an unheard of transition of a snake turning into a butterfly, choosing to champion the strength present in snakes and the delicate beauty of butterflies going into the next stages in her life. Taylor on Death and Rebirth Swift has written and spoken often about change, whether it be on a personal level or musically. In the prologue for 1989, she wrote, quote, What can be said of all the moments in between our birth and our death? The moments when we are reborn. The debate over whether people can change is an interesting one for me to observe, because it seems like all I ever do is change. All I ever do is learn from my mistakes so I don't make the same ones again. Then I make new ones. I know people can change because it happens to me little by little every day. Every day I wake up as someone slightly new. Isn't it wild and intriguing and beautiful to think that every day we are new? End quote. Though she had made smaller but still notable changes prior in her career, this one was perhaps the most notable and dramatic rebirth Swift had embarked on. She reflected on those changes in the prologue for her version of 1989, writing, quote, When I was 24, I decided to completely reinvent myself. How does a person reinvent herself, you ask? Any way I could think of. Geographically, aesthetically, behaviorally, motivationally, and I did so joyfully. End quote. To close out her prologue for her version of the album, she wrote, quote, You who saw that I reinvent myself for a million reasons, and that one of them is to try my very best to entertain you. You who have had the grace to allow me the freedom to change. I was born in 1989, reinvented for the first time in 2014, and a part of me was reclaimed in 2023 with the re-release of this album I love so dearly, end quote. For Swift, this album and era marked the first big rebirth for her, stemming from both personal and musical desires, and is something that she has continued to do in her career. The Lover album and era was in many ways a fresh start for Swift. This was her first record under Republic Records after she chose to not re-sign with Big Machine in 2018, and was also the first album that she possessed full ownership of. In a way, she was reintroducing herself to the world. The Reputation era was a cocoon for her, seeing as she was pretty private and the tour was mostly attended by longtime fans, unlike the 1989 World Tour, which drew in a mix of casual, diehard, and bandwagon fans. Speaking to Rolling Stone in 2019, Swift said of getting to the indifference in I Forgot That You Existed, quote, It was sometime on the Reputation Tour, which was the most transformative emotional experience of my career. That tour put me in the healthiest, most balanced place I've ever been. After that tour, bad stuff can happen to me, but it doesn't level me anymore. The stuff that happened a couple of months ago with Scott would have leveled me three years ago and silenced me. I would have been too afraid to speak up. Something about that tour made me disengage from some part of public perception I used to hang my entire identity on, which I now know is incredibly unhealthy." End quote. Swift also played with Persona for the first time on the album, casting aside the old Taylor as a way to find strength, and on Lover, she was marking the return of that old Taylor. The adoption of butterflies as a symbol for the era also recalls the butterflies that are associated with her debut album, once again tying the idea of a beginning and introduction to this album. In her commencement address to NYU's graduating class of 2022, Swift reflected on the ways she has changed over the years, saying, As a songwriter, I've never been able to sit still or stay in one creative place for too long. 
I've made and released 11 albums, and in the process, I've switched genre from country to pop to alternative to folk. And this might sound like a very songwriter-centric line of discussion, but in a way, I really do think we are all writers. And most of us write in a different voice for different situations. You write differently in your Instagram stories than you do your senior thesis. You send a different type of email to your boss than you do your best friend from home. We are all literary chameleons, and I think it's fascinating. It's just a continuation of the idea that we are so many things all the time. And I know it can be really overwhelming figuring out who to be and when. Who you are now and how to act in order to get where you want to go. I have some good news. It's totally up to you. I have some terrifying news. It's totally up to you. Swift embraces the changes she embarks on willingly and those that come unexpectedly. As an adventure, it encourages others to learn and find themselves through it. Swift is a creature of constant change, with some alterations being bolder than others. She explores the ideas of death and rebirth in relationships, as well as her sounds and images she presents to the world. Through these rebirths over the years, whether they be big or small, she has learned and become stronger from them. Thank you for listening to this episode of Swiftlet. This episode was written and edited by me, Peyton Edwards. I hope you enjoyed listening, and if you did, please rate, review, follow, and share this podcast. You know, all of that good stuff. You can connect with me on Instagram and the site formerly known as Twitter, at Swiftlet Podcast. I'll see you for next week's episode.